Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 19th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, well, head on over to our website and you can look at the disclaimer there if you feel so inclined. All right, well, we're in store for a weaker start to the week. That's for sure. We saw the Dow Jones close down 299 points or 0.86 of a percent on Friday night. NASDAQ down 116 points or 0.8 of a percent to 14,427 and the S&P 500 down 33 points or 0.75% doing slightly better than either of those two indices 43.27 and as a result we are seeing our SPY futures on Saturday morning were down 37 points or 0.51 of a percent but we hadn't seen the numbers from New South Wales and Victoria on Saturday morning with the update from Auntie Glad at 11 o'clock. So we may see more weakness there and eagerly awaiting those numbers at 11 o'clock as well uh, from both uh, New South Wales and Victoria. The VIX index, as you would expect with risk off, whenever it gets down to 16, I'd suggest if you were looking to trade that, it is time to buy it. 18.45 that it is now, up nearly 8.5% there. One uh, commodity that was doing well on Friday was the oil price, slightly well anyway, uh, if you pardon the pun. Brent crude up 0.16%, 12 cents to 73.59. WTI up 16 cents to 71.81. Gold, though, fell $14.1815.77%. Iron ore also suffering down $1.20 to 221 spot 1.0. In commodities, we had copper down 0.2, nickel up 1.9, aluminium up 1.3, zinc up 1.1, lead down 0.17, tin up 1.5, and I have been asked to put in the lithium price as well. Not always that easy to get a decent read on the lithium price, but according to our figures from Friday night, the lithium price was unchanged, but it is quite a tricky one to nail down. So maybe we need to do a little bit more work on what lithium price is the most important lithium price to benchmark. As far as the A dollar goes, 74.22, so coming off those uh, relative highs that we've seen in recent days around 74 and a half, 74, 75. So a little bit of weakness there in the A dollar may negate some of the fall in the gold price and some of the fall in the resource price. But uh, we did see some big falls in Rio and BHP on Friday night in London. Rio down uh, quite substantially. They were down 4% on the back of their production report and BHP down 2.6% in sympathy there. As far as the S&P goes, you can see it was pretty much a slide into the weekend. Don't forget that it is summer in the US at the moment. COVID cases are rising in the US and the UK. The UK celebrates, if that's the right word, Freedom Day today in UK time when all restrictions, well pretty much all restrictions, have been rolled back. Ironic really that both Boris Johnson and uh, the Health Secretary 
and also the treasurer are now isolating due to a positive test on Savid Javid uh, on uh, the health secretary. So interesting and somewhat ironic there. But you can see the S&P 500 over on Friday night sliding uh, all day and not much in the way of uh, rallies to keep uh, keep enthusiasm going. As far as major stories go from the US and the UK, a uh, hawkish Fed pivot dampened tail risks surrounding inflation, renewed coronavirus concerns and positioning. Well, that is jumble. Uh, High-yield corporate bond spreads have narrowed to 30 basis points since late May and within striking distance of all-time lows. Chinese authorities to double down on measures launched in recent months to cool commodity markets. Well, it doesn't seem to have had much of an effect so far, but that's not to say it won't. A U.S. economy has moved past peak growth, but economists still expect above-growth above trend growth in the second half, and still no agreement on how to pay for bipartisan infrastructure package. Current proposals optimistic at best. I suspect that will be a major story headline for some months to come. Jerome Powell likely to be renominated for Fed chair, and the CDC director, US experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Same thing happening in the UK and across Europe, with OPEC reaching a deal to increase output by around 400,000 barrels a day. That starts in August, and it raises the baseline, importantly, for the United Arab Emirates, who were the sticking point on the recent OPEC Plus a deal that uh, was troublesome, to say the least. As far as uh, what's on today, some things we did see. The University of Michigan's consumer sentiment surprised to the downside in July. U.S. reporting season continues. An analyst expect on average a 72% growth in earnings per share for the S&P 500 companies. We've got 79 companies in the S&P 500 reporting this week, nine of which are Dow components. And Telstra has confirmed media speculation on the purchase of Digicel Pacific. As I said, BHP down 2.6%, Rio down 4 As far as 10-year yields go, just in comparison, US and Australia pretty much the same, 1.29%, Australia 1.28%. Germany, though, minus 0.36%. And Australian thermal coal prices are now at pre-GFC 13-year highs of $145 a tonne. And Chinese steel futures... Stainless steel futures surged more than 6% to an all-time high on Friday. And, of course, Monday brings bid news. It's usually Super Monday. And today we've got a French group called uh, Cap Gemini making a $230 million bid for a company called Empired, which is an IT and software company. And then over in Europe on Friday night, luxury stocks tumbled. Burberry were down nearly 5%. Uh, this was despite strong sales. And forecasts going out the outlook statement, expecting the same but no increase there, which was somewhat disappointing. And we did see big falls in those luxury stocks in Europe. Uh, Gervais Mining, JRV, they've got uh, an acquisition and a capital raising this morning. Refinery in the US is their target to advance their cobalt operations there. And RAM, which is a new REIT, a real estate investment trust, medical, could be next off the rank for a $650 million valuation listing, raising between 250 and 300. Ram own a bunch of retail centers and healthcare properties. And also, uh, Volpara today collaborates with a leading genetics company, Invitae Corp. And 
Data 3 expects to record a record FY profit of 36.8 million. And Autodesk, which is currently bidding for Altium, is expected to walk away from the bid process. Apparently, they have raised their bid. I think $38.50 was the previous bid. Uh, they have raised that bid by a dollar plus, but the board has still refused to uh, endorse the bid and say says that it severely undervalues the company, etc., etc., and Autodesk might just walk away from that bid. That is the rumour, and we did see a bit of a, a tumble on Friday in Altium. ALU is the stock code there, and that does suggest that maybe the media reports are correct. Question of the day today. Obvious one, really. Are we about to see a correction as the economy closes down for a short while? Of course, New South Wales is closed officially, uh, pretty much, well, Sydney at least, until uh, the end of July. And, of course, on Saturday, Auntie Glad brought in the construction close down, which is going to hurt more than a lot of things, and a, certainly a harsher uh, close down for the uh, Sydney economy. So are we about to see a correction, or are we going to continue to look through that with our ears well and truly with our fingers in. We shall see. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand plus members over there. Members helping members is the motto. Also, there is a link on the Facebook group. I'll put it up again this morning and it will be in the newsletter for Ask the Analyst, which I ran on Friday. Went for about an hour and 20 minutes. So it was a bit of a a marathon session. So uh, if you want to see the highlights of that, by all means, head on over there. And of course, there's always the On The Couch podcast with myself talking to Adam Dawes from Shore & Partners, which we released on the weekend as well. And uh, Adam is a big uh, popular favorite and he has four stocks that he's advising his clients to buy at the moment. And also his one stock portfolio suggestion for the one that's going to change your life. That's it for me. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.